Welcome to the Digital Dudes Podcast. I'm David, and I am here with... Adam, I'm our uh, director of paid media here at Digital. I thought it was clear that I was going to go to you first. And of course, you can't see when I'm pointing at you on the screen. I'm like, it's that guy that I'm pointing at. So I'm here with Adam. And we've got a, a second guest as well today. Who is that? Uh, we got Megan. I am the digital strategy lead for the paid media department. All right. We got through it, guys. Next up, uh, and this <laughs> we just started this, like, and uh, we've done one of these pr prior, but kind of a digital snacks on the case studies that you guys have been cranking out, which... By the way, did Reed, did I hear right when he mentioned the other day that you guys are doing like 20 case studies this quarter? It's more than that. It's like 45 See, or 50. I didn't want to miss We just released 18 in last quarter. What was that, Megan? Oh, I just said it's quite a few. Yeah. I He put that up there and I thought it was like 40 something. And then I was like, I can't believe my eyes. And then it's like, how the heck am I supposed to keep up with this? But you know how we're going to keep up with it? is by you guys are going to do these snack episodes <laughs> and tell us the ones we should care most about. Which, by the way, uh, prior episode about uh, neighborhood keywords I thought was good, some significant results. This, this time we're talking about dynamic search ads. So let me start with Adam. He can tell us about dynamic search ads, and then Megan, you can get into the case study. Awesome. Yeah, so dynamic search ads, for those who aren't familiar, are a Google Ads campaign that you can set up with basic, it's very easy to set up and it's a good quick start, especially if you're not super familiar with Google, Google ads or anything like that paid search. But what it'll do is scrape your website and kind of auto generate keywords and headlines based on users searches. So it makes it very relevant for people who are searching and is a great way. If you're not sure what keywords to add, you can kind of do some keyword mining with this, but it's a uh, kind of uh, I'll say there's not a lot of guardrails on it and it's kind of dependent on your website but it's a great quick and easy campaign to start if you're just testing the waters with paid search and you aren't really familiar with it yet and megan what yeah did so you off test? Of that, we uh <laughs> we saw some um pretty great performance off the bat and it was uh, almost 12 percent increase in click-through rate compared to our standard ads and a 22 almost 23 percent increase in conversion rate so those obviously are pretty large um, increases and very significant to our performance. The one caveat is CPC is significantly higher than standard. It looks like um, average was uh, about $6.48. So typically we say standard is around $2.50. Um, pretty large difference, but um, seems to be well worth it given the increase in click-through rate and conversion rate and just generating that um, qualified audience. Did I miss what was the conversion rate increase here? If I'm like, did my co cost per conversion come down? Um, let's see. the The conversion rate increased twenty two percent, and the uh, cost per conversion was not significantly lower. Okay. I think yeah, cost per conversion, cost per lead was about the same. Yeah. Um, mainly because we had a higher cost per click, but we also had a much higher conversion rate. So they kind of even themselves out. Um, but that being said, our, our next step here in this test is to how do we keep that conversion rate and, and kind of still use this, but what kind of caps, what can we do to bring down our cost per click to make it more in line with typical campaign cost per click? Yeah, I don't know which of you guys want to take this, but why why would my cost per click tend, tend to skyrocket like that? What If this is dynamic... Is Google just being a meanie and like saying, hey, I'm going to, you dynamic here, so, and I get to choose. So now I'm going to choose to like give you the most expensive click. 
a little bit of, of both. So it could be, this is kind of the, the black box of Google ads, right? So they could say, Hey, your website, we scraped it based on, I don't know, meta tags, how, what's on your website, how it's tagged. We think we're going to bid on apartments for rent Denver. And that keyword might just be crazy expensive, but Google sees there's a lot of searches. There's a lot of demand for this. So it's going to put that out there. Um, and you're going to get clicks on those. And because your headlines are very relevant to searches, you're going to get a lot of clicks for those higher cost per clicks. Um, so what you can do, like any other campaign, you can add in negative keywords. So if you're like, hey, this keyword is crazy expensive, I want a negative keyword for Denver. I don't want to bid on that keyword because it's too expensive for me for this campaign. So there's some ways to to bring that back down. Um, but yeah, Google isn't you know cost sensitive to to your uh, campaigns. It's more of how many clicks, how much website traffic can I can I get you? Yeah, yeah. So that is one thing we're adding to our next steps um, is to actually um, add branded keywords as negative keywords. So we're not adding those into the mix, but focusing specifically on non-brand, um, seeing what keywords and new search terms we potentially match to there and seeing how those perform. And then also looking at the SEO score compared to performance to see if that makes a big difference for um, you know, properties with higher SEO scores. Is that leading to better DSA performance or is there really a, like what's the correlation there? That is awesome. I thought you guys were working on that, but I didn't want to like, I don't know, give the secret away um, of one of the 40 something <laughs> case studies. So can you just back up a second? What was the main thing that you think these, these dynamic search ads were doing different than before? Like I know I heard automatic feed, blah, 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 but give me an example. So the great thing that, it'll, that it does, I mean, it'll obviously look at your website for, for your relevant keywords, things that you've have prominently on your website, whether that's maybe it's a specific amenity that, that is really important to, to your, your property and your market. It can scrape that in there. But I think the most uh, unique thing that it does is that it can tailor the headline of the ad to what the person is searching, uh, which we can't really do with regular expanded text ads or anything like that. So if you search for apartments with a fireplace, it can have apartments with a fireplace as your headline and people are like, well, that's exactly what I searched for. That's exactly what I want. And they click on your ad. But isn't that kind of what it always did, right? Like you would see your keyword bolded in the headline. And like, uh, we, like if you're looking in reporting, it was like, here's some brackets, like insert keyword, whatever. So how is this different? So, so this would insert, you're right. So the dynamic keyword insertion is what that is called. We'll insert what keyword, triggered that ad to pop up. So let's say Fireplace. I search. Yeah. Let's say my keyword is apartments for rent. Okay. And it triggers on a search apartments for rent with a fireplace. The dynamic keyword is just going to insert apartments for rent. Cause that's the keyword that triggered it. Mm. But this dynamic search ad will say, Hey, this person is interested in the fireplace. So we're going to say apartments with a fireplace. Hmm. Interesting. So how, um, just for my own learning at the moment, how, how many characters might this be? Would this replace like the entire headline, for example, or if I'm doing like a really long tail search or do you guys determine like this is going to replace half my headline? No. So it's uh, based on Google's and I'm trying to remember, I do think it is longer than your standard headline, but I do want to double check it Okay. before I, you know, yeah. And you're saying it gets this fake news on because the, of the search and the website. 
Yep. So that's why SEO and, and how your web, website is set up is so important to performance here. Uh, basically, the better your website is, you know, better SEO, better content, better it's tagged, the better your performance will be. And vice versa, if you have a, you know, your, your SEO audit score, at least that's our hypothesis, the, the lower your SEO like audit score, if you have a very poorly set up website, you'll see poor performance on these kind of campaigns. Yeah. The other thing with that, I'm curious as, as you test this, Megan, but with the SEO score, like some folks with SEO are like, well, I'm going to put apartments for rent as my title because that's the most searched thing. So that's what I want to show up for. But the way you guys are describing this, it's like, I think I want to be really specific with my title, my meta, right? Because apartments for rent, it's like if someone got dynamic search ad replacement for that, it's like, well, that's boring AF. Let me skip that and go to the next one. So is that is that kind of what your hypothesis is, Megan yeah, and Adam? That, I mean, <laughs> that's, uh, that's what we're thinking. And that kind of ties in back to the last case study we were talking about with neighborhood keywords and, and finding that kind of more specific property information. Um, obviously, we know apartments for rent. That is a super expensive keyword, super broad. And it can help with upper funnel tactics, but it's not as, um, you know, it's not going to convert as well as more specific location keywords and whatnot. So um, that falls right in line with our hypothesis and our findings from other tests. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to hear what happens next because we've always been curious about how correlated SEO and paid search is. We've got some stuff there, but it's not as strong as we'd, as we'd like. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm excited. Wait, I'll stay tuned to hear more about it. Uh, anything else before we get the heck out of here? Nothing, nothing really. I think, uh, like, like I said earlier, DSAs are just a great way to, uh, if you're not super familiar with Google ads and you want to just kind of get some keyword ideas or get things going early for a campaign, it can be a great kind of low labor intro into paid search. All right. Well, as we uh, shut down, Megan, if you leave a voicemail for somebody, how do you end that voicemail? And that will be how we end this, uh, this podcast. Oh man. I leave a voicemail. Usually, mm, um, thanks. Better yet, when's the last time you left a voicemail? When's the last time anyone <laughs> left a voicemail? I'm trying to think. It's I only leave voicemails if it's someone I'm really close with or like if I'm calling a doctor and I have to leave a message. So those are two very different sign-offs, I will say. But all right, sign-off yeah. as if you're leaving <laughs> one at the doc at the doctor. Is this? Uh, thank you so much, Mr. Hauser. And that's, that's it. <laughs> Please call me back. <laughs> uh, come on, guys, sign us off. Yeah. Thanks. And have a nice day.